here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. President Trump was asked to come on the program at 830 tonight, Eastern Time, to address the Durham report and to discuss some of its contents, so that will take place. And at 720 this evening, Eastern Time, we all have Senator Josh Hawley who says, look, manhood is under attack. So two great guests on a show that doesn't have a ton of guests. Um, And I think that will be very interesting. Certainly for me, it'll be very interesting. What do we do in a country when we do not have a free press? And by that, I mean not the government shutting down the press. But we literally have a press that has determined that it's going to use the First Amendment to advance a radical left agenda, and in doing so, has decided that that agenda can only be established through one party, the Democrat Party. And then we have these massive media corporations, like the Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, CNN, MSNBC, ABC and CBS, NBC and the rest, that only hire radical activists. Well, that's not 100% true, but the Republicans they hire basically are covering obituaries or they're outnumbered in a significant way. This is what they're being taught in journalism school. And of course, when you see Democrats secrete themselves within the media, like Pisaki now over at MSNBC, and you go down the list, it's not a free press. And it's not a free press by the conduct of the press. The press becomes a propaganda operation for the Democrats. And you know this. You see it every day. You see it 
and the disparate treatment of Trump and Hillary Clinton and Trump and Joe Biden and the Trump kids and Hunter Biden. You see it in the disparate treatment on how they report on Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill. And even more, the media have taken the final step. The media are activists on behalf of the ideologues in the Democrat Party. Which is why most of the media, the vast majority of the media, blew off the Durham report. And they used the same tactics. Oh, it's not a big deal. Nothing new here. Well, he charged three people. Only one pled to an offense. Two got off. and, And so forth. And then they bring the perpetrators on. Like this guy McCabe, longtime Democrat. His wife ran for state senate in Virginia as a Democrat. McCabe, who's mentioned almost 60 times in the report, they bring him on to explain what really happened. Then you have individuals like Joe Scarborough, who, uh, who use their platform to attack the former president because they used to slobber all over the former president. Now they don't like him. They bring this slob Weisberg on. I played his audio yesterday. Was a hitman for the Democrat Party and a hitman for the left. They bring on his niece, Trump's niece, who has some issues. In other words, they bring on all the reprobates, malcontents, and miscreants to explain the report. And always federal prosecutors, former federal prosecutors who are Democrats, and who supported Biden. So if we don't have a truly free press, it's difficult to see how we survive. Because we don't have a truly free press. Again, the the threat isn't MAGA. The threat isn't Republicans. The threat isn't conservatives. The threat is the people who pose as journalists today. Now, on freedom of the press, I explain the various cycles the press have gone through in our country. The early Patriot Press, which was a fantastic press, constantly under threat by the British, constantly under threat by those colonists who were sympathetic to the British, and yet these men were brave as hell. It was very expensive to print a newspaper. It was very grueling, the typesetting, and so forth. And it was even more difficult to get these, these printed papers out to the colonists. Very difficult, but they managed to do it. The print press and the pamphleteers were absolutely crucial. They were patriots. They were patriots for the revolution. They were patriots for liberty. They were patriots. Today, the media are not patriots. They've thrown in with a party that hates America. That's what they've done. And they did it last night. I watched a clip of this Rachel Maddow, a.k.a. Mad Cow, 
Nancy was sarcastic and snarky, no big deal. Here we have a Federal Bureau of Investigation, which conducted itself even worse than J. Edgar Hoover's FBI. This was even worse, to quote the Democrats, than Whitewater, excuse me, than Watergate ever was. You had a concerted effort by the FBI and the Department of Justice, but especially the FBI. You had a concerted effort to defeat the Republican candidate, and once he got elected, to overthrow the Republican candidate. We talk about insurrection. And Obama knew it all. And Biden knew it all. They were briefed on it. In January, before they left office. The acting attorney general knew about it. Comey, the FBI director, led it, was involved in it. McCabe, the deputy, was a Svengali in the operation. Hillary Clinton funded it. She was behind it. The DNC was supportive of it. Democrat operatives and lawyers all over Washington, D.C. knew all about it. We're promoting it. Don't tell me Obama didn't know. It's amazing Obama didn't know what his IRS was doing to the Tea Party and so forth. He knew everything. You know how I know he knew everything, America? Because it was in the newspapers. Right, Mr. Producer? That's how I figured it out. And he got briefed on the newspapers at least twice a day, like every president does. Twice a day, in my opinion. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. The press, the press did extraordinarily well during the lies of Russia collusion while they were working with the FBI and working with the Department of Justice. It's not really hard to be a reporter in America. It's hard to be a reporter in these other countries. It's not hard to be a reporter in America. You sit on your ass, you gather information from the state, and you regurgitate it. Now, staffs of the New York Times and the Washington Post 
that won the Pulitzer Prize in 2018 for, quote, deeply, this is the Pulitzer page, deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage of the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, of which there was none, by the way, and its connections to the Trump campaign, the president-elect's transition team, and his eventual administration. Do you believe this? Now, who won? Maggie Haberman. Joe Becker. Matt Apuzio. Rosalind Helderman. Tom Hamburger. Ellen Nakashima. Adam Intos. Greg Miller. Mark Mazzetti. They accepted the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for national reporting from Columbia University President Lee Bollinger, who himself, I believe, was a Democrat. And what were the stories? The winning work. February 9, 2017, officials say Flynn discussed sanctions with the Russians. Washington Post. February 14, 2017, White House received warning about Flynn. Flynn was an innocent man. March 1, 2017, FBI was to pay author of Trump dossier. March 2, 2017, Sessions spoke twice to Russian envoy, Washington Post. Wow! Pulitzer for that one. May 16, 2017, Trump reveals secret intel to Russians. May 23, 2017, President asked intelligence chiefs to deny collusion. Well, there was no collusion. June 15, 2017, Trump's actions now a focus of Mueller inquiry. Washington Post. They got a leak. Wow. June 23, 2017, Obama's secret struggle to punish Russia for Putin's election assault. Very effective. August 1, 2017, these are Pulitzer's handed out. Trump crafted son's statement on Russian contact, Washington Post. December 14, 2017, doubting the intelligence, Trump pursues Putin and leaves a Russian, a Russian threat unchecked, Washington Post. L- look at all the, the mirages created by the media. May 17, 2017, Trump appealed to Comey to halt inquiry into aid. By the way, I've got a... A list as long as my arm and on freedom of the press where FDR, Wilson before him, Kennedy, and Johnson all interfered in investigations, but nobody cared. July 11, 2017, Trump's son heard of Link to Moscow before meeting New York Times. July 12, 2017, emails disclosed Trump's son's glee at Russian offer, New York Times. Look, look at this. This crap. December 31, 2017. Unlikely source propelled Russian meddling inquiry. May 20, 2017. Trump admitted dismissal of FBI eased pressure. May 12, 2017. President Schiff's rationale for firing FDI director, calling him a showboat, Washington, uh, New York Times. These are the stories that got awarded. 
April 7, 2017, undisclosed on forms, Kushner met two Russians. Wait a minute. Kushner met two Russians? I may have met two Russians today, too, Mr. Producer. Can I give myself a Pulitzer? April 23, 2017, in trying to avoid politics, Comey shaped an election. May 18, 2017. See, they're mostly angry that Comey dissed on Hillary, although he protected Hillary. You can see how he went after the FISA warrant with Carter Page, if you read the report. May 18, 2017, Trump transition said to Noah Flynn inquiry before hiring. Oh, my God. New York Times. And September 8, 2017, to sway vote, Russia used army of fake Americans. New York Times. So none of that was substantive. None of it was relevant. It was all BS. It didn't matter to anything because it was all part of a wheel spokes of which came from Russia collusion that never existed. The CIA had no evidence it ever existed. The FBI had no evidence it ever existed. Congress had no evidence, which is why they moved to Ukraine. It never existed. It was the dirtiest of dirty tricks launched by Hillary Clinton. And it isn't it interesting that nobody is confronting Hillary today. Where is Hillary today? teaching at Columbia. Comey was teaching at the University of Virginia. McCabe lands a big media gig. And you go down the list. How they're all rewarded by academia, by big media, by corporatists. They're all awarded for their dirty work. And yet here we are. People who received the Pulitzer Prize. The jury is a senior reporter for ProPubica, Ken Armstrong. Associate editor and nonfiction book critic at the Washington Post, Carlos Lozada. Editor and vice president, News, the Indianapolis Star, Jeff Taylor. Editor-in-chief, National Geographic, Susan Goldberg. And Christine Roberts, executive editor, Clatchy, Washington. So as you can see, the Pulitzer Prize is handed out by, by phonies to phonies. So the question to Maggot Haberman, are you going to return your Pulitzer, yes or no? Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. But let us be clear, America. 
Neither the Democrat Party nor the media are troubled by what the FBI has been doing. Mr. Producer said to me, and he's right. If Hillary Clinton were Republican, the media would be lined up at her door right now. But if, 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 right? But there's no question what's going on in this country, and it's frustrating as hell, is it not? And the FBI has only gotten worse. It's only gotten worse since 2016. It's interfering in this presidential election in a huge way. There's no special counsel on Biden. And yet one is certainly deserved. They have no problem with the 20 shell operations, shell corporations. No big deal. The millions and millions flowing into the, the Biden's coffers, washed through these shell corporations, distributed to nine members of the family. Why? Because they're from most of it, the communist Chinese government. Now that should be the end of it, right there, right? That should ruin somebody's political career. But not today, with the state-run media, not today, with Pravda, and not today with the corrupt Democrat Party. Power's everything, baby. Power's everything. That's all that matters. And there are many similarities between the Democrat Party and the Communist Parties around the world. There really are. And you can see it. Party first. The people suffer, they suffer. Blame somebody else. Blame the capitalists. Blame blame the rich. Democrat Party does the same thing. And for the Democrat Party, more and more, blame the Jews. Ask Talib and Omar and AOC and the other anti-Semite reprobates. Now, Andrew McCabe was all over CNN, which pays him, trying to counter the report. I choose not to give him voice because nobody's listening to CNN or MSNBC. Nobody. Now, Veronica Escobar, I don't believe she's of the Escobar drug family south of the border. I don't believe she is. Veronica Escobar, nonetheless, is a Democrat from Texas, and she was on CNN. Cut five, go. Uh, I have not yet read the Durham report, but I have um, definitely had an opportunity to, to look through some of it. I've heard reports about it. We've spent an awful lot of money as an American government on a report. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Spent $6 million. I think I heard that Mueller spent like $35 million. But isn't it funny, the overspending, debt-pushing uh, leftist Democrats are concerned about $6 million. $6 million isn't even a rounding error for these people. They're very worried about it here. $6 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got the $6 million. Where did, what did it get us? It exposed the entire FBI, you fool. As the dangerous institution that it is. Go ahead essentially uh, proves no wrongdoing, but the fact that that, uh, Chairman Jordan... What? These are the Democrats. I'm telling you, this is where they, they come down. 
They come down on tyranny. They come down on empowerment. That is empowering themselves. This is what they stand for. And they are not going to do anything, anything, to the FBI except applaud it and give it cover. And the FBI knows it. Christopher Wray knows it. What I said on Hannity last night holds true today. It's always held true. The Democrat Party created, for the most part, for the most part, the vast bureaucracy we have. It's pushed by the early progressives, who were the earliest of the communists. Uh, They believed that experts and the scientific application of knowledge, that is political science, would improve our society. This is why the early Democrats and progressives favored eugenics and uh, a more perfect people. You had people like John Dewey early on, who was very sympathetic to Stalin. You had the Washington Post that was not only sympathetic to Stalin, but was a propagandist operation for Stalin. I mean, they thought this was very cool until it wasn't. It was very cool until it wasn't. And so now they pretend, what did you call me? You called me a Marxist? You called me a communist? You, you better put up your dukes there, fella. Can you prove that? I don't have to prove it. You say it every day. You are it. That's what I say to them. But listen to her. She's got her talking points. She's spewing them. She doesn't care at all about civil liberties. She doesn't care at all that the FBI has gone after the Catholic Church. She doesn't care that the FBI has gone after pro-lifers. She doesn't care that the FBI is targeting parents. Not at all. She doesn't care that the FBI worked with the earlier Twitter and other social platforms to monitor Americans, to censor Americans in violation of the First Amendment at the behest of the Biden administration. She doesn't care that the FBI has interfered with at least one, two, three elections and now a fourth. No, it's all good. Because the FBI is a rogue operation that works effectively, in essence, for the Democrat Party, as does the Department of Justice. They're not going to turn on it. There was no oversight, serious oversight, done of the FBI when the Democrats were in charge. They were plenty happy with what's taking place. And they're plenty happy today with what's taking place, which is why the Republicans have to get smart. They got to remove the Mitch McConnell types. They got to get smart and they have to understand the times we live in and what has to be done. The FBI's budget needs to be slashed. Its personnel numbers need to be slashed. Its authorities need to be reined in. It needs to be broken into various pieces so you can't have such power under one roof. And I can hear it now, the media and the left saying, and yet when it comes to, and yet when it comes to, you know, local police, defund the police, you're opposed to it. Of course I am. Because the local police are about crime fighting. Too much of the FBI is not. 
at the direction of a corrupt leadership. And it's only gotten worse, which is why they're trying to destroy Trump before the election. I'm just being honest. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've turned my project in on Saturday. I turned my one-year project in on Saturday to the publisher. And so they're beginning the process of reading it. And the reaction of my editor was, holy, you come right out of the gate swinging. This is different than any of your other projects. I said, yes, it is, because the time is different. I can't go beyond that. I'm not allowed to contractually. And I'm sure they're thrilled I even said that. This is a no-holds-bar project. Brass knuckles are on. Names are named. History's laid out bare. Because it's now or never. And we have to pick sides between those who love the country and those who don't. So this will undoubtedly be considered a provocative book, but it's not intended to be. It's intended to lay out everything, lay it out bare, even the title, which in due course, which I hope is soon, I'll be able to tell you. But there's no reason to at this point because there's no way to even pre-order. But um, I just feel that we're dealing with entities that want to destroy our families, destroy our way of life, destroy our country. And this needs to be dressed extremely bluntly. And calling out names calling out what's being done, calling out what it is. So, we will all have to wait. But you know, when you do a project like this and you turn it in, you can never be sure what the reaction's going to be. 
you know, I, I know what my reaction is. I, I don't do anything half-assed. I don't leave it to other people to do my research. I never will, never have. I will write my own words. I will draw my own conclusions, give my own opinions. And I will do what I need to do to try and get the point across. And so, yes, to quote my editor who's fantastic, I come out swinging. And she also added, this is incredibly exciting. Which I've never heard her say before, because, I mean, it's a nonfiction book. It's not a novel. But I know what she means. It's exciting in a way that really wrestles the enemy to the ground. Really wrestles the enemy to the ground. So, Mr. Producer, you do know the title, correct? Yeah. So I think, I think it's an important title, the title to the book. If you look at the title of all my books, they're very important titles. Liberty and Tyranny, Liberty Amendments, Meritopia, on Freedom of the Press, Men in Black, um, of course, American Marxism, and so forth. I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Joe Biden. Where's the evidence that Joe Biden was bought by the communist Chinese? It's all around us. It's everywhere. And there's a new piece today. Biden vetoes bipartisan bill protecting U.S. solar panel makers from Chinese competition. So Biden keeps forcing us into industries that are controlled by the communist Chinese. So let's take a look at this from Fox. President Joe Biden vetoed a bipartisan resolution yesterday that would have reversed his executive action last year in which he ordered the Department of Commerce not to enforce tariffs on Chinese solar panel manufacturers for two years. So in other words, they were trying to force him, force him to enforce those tariffs. Biden explained that the passed by Democrats and Republicans. Biden explained that the legislation which recently passed the House and Senate with Democrat support, quote, bets against American innovation. Really? Last year, Biden implemented the 24-month moratorium on the enforcement of solar panel anti-circumvention tariffs 
designed to protect U.S. companies, a move the White House said would facilitate investment in domestic solar panel production capabilities. I hope you're all following this. Passage of this resolution bets against American innovation, he said. It would undermine these efforts and create deep uncertainty for American businesses and workers in the solar industry. Therefore, I'm voting it. That makes no sense, and it's intended to make no sense. Biden added that he doesn't intend to extend the tariff suspension when the 24-month moratorium expires in June 2024. Now, Biden's executive action in June 2022 came after the Commerce Department said months earlier it would investigate whether Chinese manufacturers were routing solar panels through countries in Southeast Asia to avoid U.S. tariffs. And in December, the agency published its preliminary findings in which it showed that four large solar companies had, in fact, routed products through Cambodia, Malaysia, and Vietnam to circumvent duties. The Department of Commerce is expected to release its final findings later this month. So what happened? In response to December's findings, a bipartisan group of lawmakers led by Bill Posey, Republican Florida, and Dan Kildee, Democrat Michigan, introduced the resolution to strike down Biden's action in January, arguing that tariffs were necessary to protect the fledgling U.S. solar industries. They're dumping all these solar panels into the United States, which is dwarfed by the Chinese solar industry. Senator Rick Scott introduced companion legislation that was co-sponsored by Joe Manchin. The resolution, which utilized the Congressional Review Act. What is the Congressional Review Act? This is a law that, uh, that enables Congress to stop or to review a regulation or to revoke it. The resolution which utilizes the Congressional View Act, a law that allows Congress to revoke federal regulations, there you go, passed the House in a, 20, a 221 to 202 vote on April 28, and it passed in the Senate 56 to 41 on May 3rd. So... Democrats and Republicans said, uh, enforce the tariffs. These guys are dumping these solar panels. I'm disappointed the president vetoed the legislation, Kildee said, failing to stand up to those who engage in unfair trade practices. Hurts American workers and manufacturers. Our workers and businesses will never be able to compete globally unless we hold those who violate U.S. trade laws accountable. Now, I'm a free trader. Except... When it comes to enemies and adversaries, I've explained this for 20 years. I do not believe in free trade with people who want to destroy us or people who want to harm us. I believe in free trade with our allies. Some of you agree with me, some of you disagree with me. But I think we can all agree that we shouldn't just allow the communist Chinese to monopolize these industries because they don't want to compete They want to control. And besides, who cares what they want? It's what we want that matters. And yet Joe Biden, who's by no means a free trader, I want you to think about this now. It's very important. When it comes to communist China and solar panels and battery material, all of a sudden he's a free trader. 
Unions can go to hell. How do you explain that? He's got it backwards. So when it comes to communist China, he's a free trader. He's anti-union. When it comes to everything else, he's a Marxist socialist and he believes in big unions. So don't tell me the money that he received didn't have an effect on what he did and has done. Clearly it has. Clearly it has. So Kildee, the Democrat, says the president's position in today's veto fails to hold China accountable and hurts American workers. How many of you have heard about this? Did you hear about this, Mr. Producer? It's nowhere. Fox says it. it's literally nowhere. All, overall, communist companies, communist Chinese companies, control more than 80% share, 80% of the global solar panel industry controlling the supply chain in all the manufacturing stages of the product according to the International Energy Agency and the Chinese solar industry has been tied to forced labor in China's Zhejiang province and by the way that's where the Uyghurs are too it's where the Uyghurs are too the resolution was endorsed by pro-tariff groups, but also endorsed by the Uyghur Human Rights Project. Of course, environmental groups and green energy groups, including the Solar Energy Industries Association, opposed it. Now, why did they oppose it? Because they hate capitalism, which is what we try to practice in this country, even though the Democrats interfere. And they don't give a damn how you get your solar panels. They don't care, if, in my view, their opinion is, they don't give a damn if you use slave labor in China or elsewhere or not. Just put the damn panels up. In my view, that's where they're coming from. Pretty shocking. So he vetoes this, this bill. And so again, when people say, well, well, you don't have any evidence. Who was the idiot over there at CNN and Politico? And What do you mean? You haven't demonstrated there's a connection. He just vetoed a bill that would have required the communist Chinese to ship less of their product, dump less of their product into the United States. And to enable American companies to develop and build solar panels. He has sold us out when it comes to uh, cobalt, which is necessary to make these batteries for automobiles. Much of it coming out of Congo. And now they control over 80% of the cobalt in the world. And those mining activities cause an enormous amount of pollution. And they're using child labor. Slave child labor in the Congo. So the green movement... <laughs> has no problem with child uh, slavery. They don't say anything about it. The radical immigration movement apparently has no problem with child labor and slave labor either because they don't say anything about it. They want open borders. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Well, it's a pleasure to have on the show Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, and uh, he's written a fantastic book that the left obviously will hate, called Manhood, the Masculine Virtues America Needs. Senator, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I see you're already coming under attack for defending manhood. Have you noticed that? <laughs> of course. Although I like to say, you know, if, if I'm not getting attacked by the left, then I must not be doing something right. And what is it about the left? I mean, um, we had a chat about this on Life, Liberty and Levin the other day, but I want to get into this even more. They're at war with the middle class and the family that holds up the middle class, aren't they? Isn't that the bottom line? That is the bottom line. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And whether we're talking about traditional masculinity, which they hate, or for that matter, women. I mean, these are the people who now say that biological men should be able to take over women's sports and biological men ought to be in girls' locker rooms. It's insanity, but it's a religious article of faith with them now. And I think it's part of their broader Marxist, cultural Marxist agenda that you've written about, Mark, and covered. I think that Mm -hmm. that is what they are animated by. Mm-hmm. And so where are they taking us? I mean, I know this Marxism. They, it, isn't it funny? They never give us a blueprint. Where, when, when will we know this is over? Well, I think when we reach the, the destruction of the traditional family as we know it, you know, I think back to that Smithsonian exhibit, that infamous Smithsonian exhibit from two years ago, funded with our taxpayer dollars, that said that the traditional family is a vestige of, of uh, white patriarchy and that uh, uh, the Bible, traditional faith, is a vestige of white patriarchy. I think what they want is the destruction of our history, the destruction of our cultural inheritance, the st- destruction of traditional faith, traditional family. And when all of that is destroyed and they are fully in control and in power, then it will be over. <laughs> I mean, that's mm-hmm. their goal. You know, it's the Marxist revolution, but, but for culture rather than for the economy. I think that's really what they're aiming at, and we just can't let that happen. And and it it is amazing to me, Senator Hawley, that when we actually have a few courageous governors, senators like yourself, presidential candidates perhaps, who stand up to this cultural Marxism, they're attacked by these moderate sort of rhino types. It, it's, you know, like, why is he taking on Disney? Or why is he fighting with this? What do you mean, Why? Because you and others are trying to save the country, right? Right. 
Right. It just, I mean, that's, it just yeah. bothers I, me. Yep. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a segment of the of the Republican leadership class, you know, the, the professional D.C. Republicans who are really just the surrender caucus, you know, and, and they don't have any appetite for this. They don't want to talk about the family. They don't want to talk about culture at all, ever. Uh, they don't want to talk about blue collar work in America. Uh, they're just interested in making sure Wall Street gets what it wants and uh, and that they're left alone to uh, enjoy the cocktail circuit. And I just think, you know, the day for that kind of there, there never was a day for that kind of republicanism. Right. I mean, that that was always mm-hmm. bad. But now it's, it's deathly. I mean, now it's like, no, 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 no. If that's why you're if that's what you think it means, defend America, then you are sadly, sadly mistaken. We're in a time mm-hmm. of fighting over first principles. And on that, that's really what we're battling for here. Very, very true. So let's talk about your book, Manhood. You talk about your own life. You talk about your grandfather in particular, your father, your family. Can people who are raised in families that really are not nuclear families or there's issues taking place in the families, the father's not around today, can they still step out and and survive and even thrive that is following your prescription which is basically look work be accountable love somebody marry that person have children raise a family and take advantage of the freest country in the face of the earth that's it right there that is the prescription and the answer is yes absolutely you know i mean you don't there's no such thing as perfection and for and for particularly for for men, maybe young men who think, well, I, you know, I didn't have the advantage of a, of a father. I didn't have a role model. And that, that is many, many men today. Or maybe, maybe you did have a father, but, you know, he wasn't a very good one. And that's a, that's a lot more men today. Same is true. You know, at the end of the day, we our own choices in our life are ultimately what determine the trajectory of our life, right? So maybe we were dealt a, a tough hand. Maybe we weren't. But whatever hand we were dealt in terms of family, influence, mentors, etc., we can do something about our own lives. You know, we can make a decision to change our lives and we can make a decision as men to take on responsibility, to provide for the people that we love, to protect those who depend on us. And if we do that, we can change our own destinies. We can change the destiny of our family and we can change the destiny of this nation. And that's really the message I hope men hear from this book. It's one of of hope and, and possibility only if men will step up and really it's on each one of us individually to make that choice. And now when the left is teaching younger and younger children to abandon the traditional family, to abandon the nuclear, to abandon their parents. And when they're trying to keep parents away from the classroom, this is why, isn't it? Because parents woke up and they said, wait, what the hell's going on here with my kids? I got to step in. So the left has decided that's one of the main battlegrounds now. And you see this with the push in schools, Mark, towards this, this trans ideology where it's not about treating people with clinical conditions at all. It's about pushing an ideology in our schools on kids mm-hmm. to say that, you know, if you're, if you're a boy and you want to be a boy, there's something wrong with you. If you're a girl and you want to be a girl, there's something wrong with you. You need to be constantly pressed to abandon the very concept of gender. And the way they do it, Mark, is to, is to separate the child from the parents. It's to do it behind the parents' back. It's to deny parents access to what's going on. They did the same thing with critical race theory. We saw that during COVID. Um, and so it's this insidious effort by the left and by bureaucrats to try and separate 
kids and parents and to deny parents the ability to know what's going on in their kids' lives and make choices for their family. And this is what I think is conservatives. There's hardly an issue that is more important than protecting parents' ability to know what's going on in their kids' education, to have control over that, and to be able to, to have the right to raise their children and not have them raised by government or some corporation somewhere. The book is Manhood, The Masculine Virtues America Needs. We're going to post it all over our social sites. You can go directly to Amazon.com. The book has come out today. It's a fantastic book. The book is called Manhood. I want to encourage you to get it, have your kids read it, and so forth. Um, my question to you, Senator, and if you can, I'd like to hold you over to another segment here, which sure. is your grandfather, who you, you really obviously admired greatly, my question to you is, what would your grandfather say about what he sees today, and what would he say to do about it? Because I think your grandfather was a lot like my father. First of all, my father might use a few, uh, a few words there and say, but nonetheless, a World War II vet, I don't think he'd be very pleased about what's taking place. But the next question, what do you think your grandfather would say to do about it? We'll be right back with Senator Josh Hawley. Fantastic new book, Manhood, The Masculine Virtues America Needs. I want to encourage you to get it, Amazon.com, any major bookstore. It's out today. I'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Mark Levin. The Thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. The book is, it's a great book, Manhood. What about manhood? Manhood, masculine virtues America needs. You know, I want to circle back to your grandfather, Senator, what he would think today. But before I do, there's something wrong when a senator has to write a book like this, don't you think? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it's an extraordinary time, Mark, when we're having a conversation that includes stuff like, uh, should men be allowed in women's sports? Um, mm. Should, is it really good for men to be medicated when they're little boys in schools? And, you know, should, should we, maybe it's not such a great idea to, to shove all this medication down their throat when they're in kindergarten, where that is like actually something that is contested and we have to we have to argue for it you know that we are in a strange and disorienting time but we are and i just think the best thing that we can do or one of the best things is we can tell the stories again about what it looks like to be a good strong man we can recover those role models from our history 
from our faith tradition, we can we can hold those up and say, okay, this this is what it looks like. This is what I should aspire to. Mm-hmm. Now, your grandfather, tell us a little bit about your grandfather and what you think he would think about what's going on. Well, I think he would be, I mean, just completely befuddled and bewildered by by this what what the left is saying and what our our so-called cultural leaders are trying to push on men and women frankly my grandfather was the first generation of our family born in the united states his dad was a norwegian immigrant my grandpa was a farmer his whole life he was born in kansas uh, in north central kansas out on the farm uh he he never lived anywhere else his whole life he farmed uh, every day of his adult life and was proud of it. And uh, from him, uh, I, I learned, you know, the, the simple but the foundational things really in life. I mean, just about the value of work, about the value of family, about the value of sacrifice. You know, my grandpa lived a, uh, a, a quiet life. He was not a showy person. He didn't travel a bunch. But what he did is he raised a family of six kids. And then I think, oh, gosh, 16, 17 grandkids. And he, he, he devoted his entire life to making possible the lives of other people. You know, he worked, he provided, he protected, he sacrificed. And to me, those are the foundational things, virtues, character qualities, what it means to be a man. And I I learned those from him. And this is a very complicated question, I suppose. So maybe it's not fair, but let's see. How do we begin to turn this around? How do we begin to, that 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 men in families start to take control over over what's happening to their family and start defending their family? I think that's right. I think that the most powerful thing that a young man could do in terms of changing the direction of his life and the direction of this country and in terms of leaving a legacy, the most powerful thing he can do, Mark, I think, is get married and have a family. And that's exactly the opposite of the message our culture sends, especially to, well, to both men and women, frankly. But they say, you know, keep all your options open. Don't get tied down. Kids will only slow you down. They'll ruin your career. They'll ruin your health, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the opposite proves to be true, that if you have get married, start a family, raise that family with the woman that you love, you will change the world. You will change the lives of the kids you raise, the, the lives that they then will impact. That's how you leave a legacy. So how does this get turned around? I think it gets turned around with men starting to say, I'm going to put my family, my wife first. I'm going to sacrifice my own interests for other people's. And then it's similarly in, in, in their neighborhoods and in their communities and in the nation, I think it, it turns around with men saying, hold on here. I'm going to stand up for what I know to be right. I'm not just going to be told what to do. I'm not going to be an androgynous con- uh, consumer who spends all my time in front of a screen. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to keep a job. I'm going to be independent, and I'm going to have a say in my neighborhood and my government. That's how it gets turned around. The book is Manhood, The Masculine Virtues America Needs. You can go on my social sites. You can go directly to Amazon.com, any major bookstore. It's a book very worthy of your taking time to read it and to spread the word. It's very, very important, and this is how we save the country. Let me ask you a couple other questions. Um, this uh, report that came out um, and the Durham report and the media downplaying it, this is a unbelievable report, the perniciousness of the FBI 
the corruption of the FBI, the politicization of the FBI, and it only goes one way. They go after Democrats. Uh, excuse me, Republicans on behalf of Democrats. This is fundamentally um, like a Eastern Germany Stasi operation. In other words, this really has to be stopped, Senator, no? Yes, and it does. I, I think with the Durham report, to me, Mark, what it brings home is that the corruption at the FBI has really become a threat to our republic. It really has. When you have the FBI actively interfering in a presidential election, when you have them lying to secret courts where the other side isn't even in the court, they don't even get represented, and the FBI lies to them in order to get wiretaps on a presidential campaign, presidential candidate, his associates, you've got a big problem. We've got a big problem. And as you say, it only goes one way. I mean, you can look at they, they passed on investigations into the Clinton Foundation where there are allegations of money laundering, other things. No, 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 none of that. And then they opened and pursued actively this investigation into the Russia hoax that was a hoax where no evidence, none existed to open that investigation. They found none in the end. And yet they tried to take down a presidential campaign and then tried to take down a presidency once Trump was elected over it. This is this just cannot be allowed to go on. And they're still at it, Senator. Joe Biden should have a special counsel at the, the information. The predicate is overwhelming at this point. Then you look at what they do with Trump. They go immediately to five alarm fire with uh, with a warrant and, uh, and, and an FBI SWAT team at his house. And, you know, you practice law for quite some time. I was chief of staff to an attorney general. There is no way my attorney general Meese would have authorized that to be done to any former president of the United States. None. I think they're still completely out of control here. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, they are absolutely out of control. And you, you can see it. I mean, here are their priorities, Mark. Their priorities are sending SWAT teams to the homes of people who go and protest peacefully outside of Planned Parenthood. You know, if you do that, your law-abiding citizen, you do that, you may end up with a SWAT team on your doorstep. But on the other hand, if you're Joe Biden and you sell your office for foreign influence, as multiple whistleblowers have now alleged, if you're Hunter Biden and you make who knows how many millions off of, of selling access to your debt, well, then that's fine. Then they're, they're no, no interest, no interest at all, won't answer subpoenas. Here they've been subpoenaed by the House to turn over these whistleblower documents. They won't do it. It is, it is truly extraordinary, Mark, and it leads you to ask the question, who's really running this country? And the answer is the FBI would like to run it. The FBI hierarchy would like to run it, and we cannot allow that to happen. You know, Senator, having talked to you Sunday at length, talking to you now i didn't know you that well and i have to say you're you're a real force for uh for liberty very very positive force in this country in the republican party in the senate and um we don't always have to agree a matter of fact i don't always agree with my wife but you and, and by the way scalia and clarence thomas didn't always agree but if you approach things from True. the same perspective that's very very important and I think I think you do with with most of, of the people who love this country. Now, you've been in the Senate for a little bit now. Is it all you expected it to be? Is it more frustrating than not? What is your experience there? Well, you know, I mean, it's an honor to serve and it's an honor to get to represent 
the great people of the great state of Missouri. Uh, it's a tremendous, tremendous privilege every day. And I will say, Mark, that, that getting to getting to do little things that, that they seem little in the, in the, in the eyes of Washington, but are huge in, in for the people uh, who I get to represent in their lives, whether that is bringing home a, a loved one who's been stuck overseas or helping a veteran get the benefits that are denied him. That stuff doesn't get press coverage and that's fine. But that is that is a huge privilege to get to see real people's lives changed. But I will say this, that the Senate itself, I think, is a broken institution. I really think that we're, we're living in a time when Congress as a whole, I can't really speak to the House, but the Senate, I know, is in a period of deep dysfunction. And you can just see it. I mean, everybody sees it. It's not like it's a mystery. You, you can see it, that, that we don't have leadership that wants to address the problems that the country really faces. Uh, we don't have... Uh, senators who want to actually do their jobs and legislate. I'm amazed at how often senators talk. Anytime a problem comes up, anything there's time a need is to be addressed, they say, well, let's give it to some bureaucrat. Let's let's create a new bureaucracy and give it to those people and let them do it because we don't want to make the tough choices. We don't want to take the tough votes. And I just think, you know, we can do better and we've got to do better. And I'm not saying I don't serve with good people. I do serve with good people, people of goodwill. I just think that we're in a moment of crisis in the country and you can see that reflected, I think, in our leadership institutions and in our representative institutions. So, folks, the book is Manhood, The Masculine Virtues America Needs. I encourage you to grab your copy. If you order it on Amazon.com right now, you'll get it tomorrow. If you're on the Internet and you're on any of my social sites, we link right to it. Make it as easy as we can. I think it's the perfect book for men and boys in this country and for moms to remind them what they're supposed to be, if necessary. Or if you're a good man and you feel you're a good man, it's just a, it's just a very positive book, and I want to encourage you to get it. Senator Hawley, I want to thank you, and God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for having me. All right, you take care of yourself. Next hour, we have President Trump at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Breath of fresh air there. But Mark, you used to criticize him. Yes, I did, but now I've gotten to know him. And his heart's absolutely in the right place. We don't agree on Ukraine, but we come at issues really from the same position. And that's good enough for me. And when I, when I get to know somebody, when I get to think about them, 
It's like Kevin McCarthy. I was never a fan of McCarthy. Then he would come on this program, unsolicited, to explain the issues, to explain where he stood. And I dare say he's certainly the most conservative speaker we've had since Newt Gingrich, and he's no less than conservative than Newt. And all the people who were shooting spitballs from the sidelines who've contributed almost nothing to this country and who've been terribly wrong, they really ought to, they really ought to present themselves and explain themselves now. But they won't. They're cowards. You know, there's a piece in Breitbart that's sort of the, the other side of what Josh Hawley's written about in Manhood. Poll, more than half of Americans say motherhood is most important role for a woman to fill in today's world. So Americans want fathers who are fathers and mothers who are mothers. They still want men who are men and women who are men. The Democrat Party does not want men who are men and women who are men. And we need to start to pay attention to who believes what, who the good guys are and the bad guys are, who's evil, who's good. We need to start to pay attention to this. And by that I mean call them out for what they are and who they are. And I'm quite serious about this. Over at Media Matters, somebody sent me a link, so there I am, foolish enough to open it. And the prebubescent slime balls over there at Media Matters, on the payroll of the hard left, dark money, <coughs> dark money billionaire Democrats, they're very troubled when I said that Donald Trump is the most victimized politician in American history. Really weird, don't you think, Mr. Producer, since they and others unleash holy hell against this man. That they're trying to drive him into his grave. And then when you point it out, it's while there's something wrong with you. They're also upset because I pointed out that the great threat that young black men uh, face in our country in our cities are other young black men. Black teenagers are killing black teenagers at an alarming rate. This is how most die who are murdered. And something needs to be done about it. So Media Matters, which is mostly lily white reprobates, prebubescent mentality, they thought that this was controversial statement. There's nothing controversial about it. The fact that Democrats and Marxists on the left, like these propagandists, won't mention it, that's what should be controversial. That's what should be appalling, as a matter of fact. And it is to me. It is to me. So uh, I wanted to point that out. And then we have John Kennedy. Do I have enough time, Mr. Producer? Not enough time. When we come back. John Kennedy, this Senator John Kennedy, is uh, he's a gem, too. He's terrific. From Louisiana, and he's at a hearing on the, uh, the failing of uh, Signature Bank and these other banks. And he just takes it to him. And then we have John Fetterman. John Fetterman, who's also at a hearing on bank failures today. 
And this demonstrates the heartlessness of the Democrat Party, and quite frankly, Fetterman's wife. And the Democrat Party media, in promoting this man to the Senate. Heartless to him, to his children that have to watch this, and heartless to the people of Pennsylvania from whom they concealed most of this. And uh, Oz, I think, would have been a fantastic senator, by the way. I think he would have been a fantastic senator. He would have represented the people of Pennsylvania. Right now, effectively, they have no representation. Fetterman basically votes the way that Schumer tells him to vote. He just can't process things as a result of of the stroke that he had and the result of, obviously, his, his serious depression. It's not funny. It's not worth a joke. It's none of those things. He has mental health issues. And uh, I don't think it's funny. But I do want you to hear what he said today, not to laugh, not to think it's funny, but to point out the heartlessness of that party and, frankly, the Democrat media and his wife. And the people of Pennsylvania do not have two senators who can effectively represent them. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. In about 25 minutes, President Trump will be on the program. He has to come on. He wants to respond to this Durham report. And uh, we're more than happy to help. Have. And it'll be a great pleasure. Um, Senator John Kenney was in a hearing today on the bank failures. And he was addressing the signature bank chair and co-founder of, uh, of their woke commercial. They had a woke commercial. And he and others are sick and tired of the monies and the focus on this woke crap. I got an email today, America, from somebody who works in a corporation. And next to her name, I'm I'm giving these, the person put vice president for blah, 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 and then a parenthetical that said, her, 
hers there. Close parentheses. You're going to do that, Mr. Producer? Why not is right. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm, is this serious? Serious as a heart attack, as they say. Anyway, here's John Kennedy. A little bit of entertainment, and yet he's he's very good at what he does. Uh, he's just reaming out the uh, chair and co-founder of Signature Bank on their woke commercial. Cut, eight, go. Mr. Shea, you're in that video, aren't you? Yes, I'm in that video. And you showed that video to the public? Um, that video was designed as a morale boosting. But did you show it to the public? To, it was uh, shown at the employee parties and used, shown for. But did um, the public see it? They may have seen that, yes. And, and you were trying to invite people to take their hard-earned money and trust, and trust it to you to spend it wisely, and you showed them this video? That video had a positive impact on yeah, employees and colleagues who enjoyed, who enjoyed watching your bank went and broke. participating. How much time did you spend? You, you conducted pronoun seminars, didn't you? Uh, I, What's a pronoun seminar? Um, I uh, introduced a seminar organized by 300 of my colleagues, just as I went to yeah, but ping pong tell me tournaments. What you, let, you, entered, you, you spent a lot of time doing pronoun seminars, uh, lecturing people about how they ought to use the right pronoun, gender-neutral pronouns, didn't you? I actually spent no time beyond introducing that. Well, I, I could show the seminars, but I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't spend any. Cut nine, go. You made a really stupid bet that went bad, didn't you? Senator. And the taxpayers of America had to pick up the tab for your stupidity, didn't they? Senator, there were a series of events, unprecedented events that occurred that led us to where we are today. No, this wasn't unprecedented. This was bone deep, down to the marrow, stupid. You put all your eggs in one basket. You put all your eggs in one basket. And unless, unless you were living on the International Space Station, you could see that interest rates were rising and you weren't hedged. And that's him taking on uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. You weren't hedged, meaning you didn't diversify your investments. And, you know, the, the media today, from the Washington Post and the New York Times and the Democrat Party, they don't want you diversifying your investments. They want you to put it all in stocks and bonds and bank accounts. They certainly don't want you to have any hard metals or, or gemstones or anything else, painting, whatever. Do they? And then, sadly, this is John Fetterman at a hearing on bank failures today. I say again, it's not funny. In fact, it's painful. Cut 10, go. Is, is it staggering? Is it a staggering response or responsibility that, a, the, that the head of a bank could literally, could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. 
That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and, and they also realize is that, that, that uh, now they have, it's in, uh, guaranteed, a guaranteed way to be saved, by, again, by no matter, no matter by, by how, you know. So it's, it's, you know, isn't it appropriate that the, those kinds of, the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going? Or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how how their their conduct is? Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank you, with billions of your bank because they seem to be more pre preoccupied uh, when then snap uh, and requirements for works for hungry people but not about pr protecting the tax the tax papers you know that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it mm-hmm sad I know what he's trying to get at but it's sad and it gets worse I don't mean in terms of uh, neurology it gets worse you've got the Secretary of Energy excuse me the Secretary of Education who's threatening to take money away from school lunch programs from any school or school district that doesn't allow boys, biological boys, to play in women's sports. Have you heard the hue and cry over that? Of course not. And this is how these mobsters on the left conduct themselves. This is the education secretary, a radical buffoon. And he's confronted by Jim Banks, a solid conservative in Indiana who's running for the Senate. Cut 11, go. My home state recently passed a law at the state legislature that banned biological males from competing against girls in high school and elementary sports because obviously biological males have some physical traits that would give them an advantage in sports over girls. The education department, your department, uh, proposed a rule change that would pull federal funding from schools that don't allow biological males to compete against girls girls uh, in sports. Mr. Secretary, yes or no, do, does that mean that, you're, that your department would take away school lunch programs for needy kids because a state or a school won't allow a boy to compete against a girl in the sports? So uh, going back to the civics, if I could. Uh, no, no, I, I'm are, asking you a question. Are you, are, do you support taking away school lunches from kids who go to schools where boys aren't allowed to play on girls' sports teams. We are promoting a, the most rigorous, intensive academic programming under the Raise the Bar. I would love to share more Do information. Do you support taking away a school lunch from a needy kid? A kid who might, it might be the only warm meal they get every single day because that school won't allow a boy to compete on a girls' sports team? I'm proud of the work we're doing. It's a yes make, or no question, Mr. Secretary. I'm proud of the work we're doing to make sure that all students Madam feel Chair, safe the in answer, school. The answer is yes. This administration would take away school lunches from kids who need that lunch, maybe the only warm meal that might, they might ever get because of the radical agenda of, of this administration. I yield back. Does that bother the media? Not in the least.
Not in the least. So the Biden administration's official policy is if you run a school district or the state legislature votes on what shouldn't even be controversial, that biological boys must participate in biological boy sports, that is, boy sports, that somehow that is problematic. They will cut off your student lunch program. And they think that's going to punish the school district when it punishes all these kids. Has anybody heard a single so-called self-appointed civil rights leader speak out about this? No. Not one. How about any of these organizations that claim to represent poor people? No, not one. How about a member of the Democrat Party in Congress speaking? Not one. None. Because their ideological agenda trumps everything else. Free speech, freedom of association, the family, religion, open borders, and food for poor little kids. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. President Trump is scheduled to be with us in about 10 minutes. You know, I always use that phrase, scheduled to be. Not exclusive to President Trump, of course, because we've had occasions when people have forgotten. Like they're out to dinner, they go, oh my God, I forgot! So that's why I say people are scheduled. The uh, government is very busy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on big things and small Any of your kids drink chocolate milk? Sometimes kids won't drink milk if you don't make it chocolate milk. Well, the government's in your face now. Chocolate milk, long a school cafeteria mainstay, could be coming off the menu. They could be coming off the menu? Where did I get this from, Mr. Washington Post, I guess? Wall Street Journal. Concerned about the amount of added sugars children are consuming, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is considering banning flavored milk, including chocolate, strawberry, and other varieties in elementary and middle schools when it adopts new standards for school meals. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to ban chocolate milk and strawberry milk. But when it comes to pornographic books, when it comes to talking about genitalia, If that's really your genitalia or if you stole it from somebody else or 412 ways to have sex, that, Joe Biden tells us, is book banning. That, Joe Biden tells us, is censorship. So little kids who are going to be told, not by their parents, but by the government in Washington, that they can have chocolate milk or strawberry milk or other varieties, but they can know all about sleaze and perversion and all the rest. That's the position of the Biden administration. The issue is sharply divided parents, child nutrition specialists, school meal officials, and others, supporters of 
restricting flavored milk, say it has had a... I can't stand this. You know, I'm a constitutionalist. Some people, what do they do for a hobby? They play baseball, they play golf, they watch this. They What do I do? I read. And what do I read mostly? The Constitution. I study it. Like people study the back of their hand. Well, most people don't. But you get the point. And if I have a question about something, I dig into history. I even go before the... Uh, before we had our independence, I'll go into English common law, I'll look at the French, I'll do whatever I have to do to try and figure out some of these issues. And so when I see that the government wants to regulate or ban chocolate milk or flavored milks, wants to ban certain dishwashers and washing machines, wants to ban certain window air conditioning units and HVAC systems, wants to ban the combustion engine, it's in a real jihad, you see, to ban things that are in your home. I think to myself, how did we get here? The founders, the revolutionaries, would be revolting today. They wouldn't put up with this. They'd say, what the hell have you done to yourselves? Now, ladies and gentlemen and parents, you're mature enough to decide what your kids are going to drink and how you'll communicate that to them. We know how to raise our kids. We can decide what kind of air conditioning units to put in our windows or HVAC systems to have. And whether we want to drive a car, electrical car, or a car that runs on fossil fuels. We don't need the stupidest people in America, that is Democrats in Washington, D.C., telling us how to live. And where do they get this power from? They got it from the Supreme Court. Because Franklin Roosevelt got very angry. And he demanded that the Supreme Court stop knocking down his, his fantastic socialist agenda. And so he threatened to pack the court. One of the rhinos on the court flipped anyway, Owens. But I don't need to get into names in particular. But eventually he would outlive seven of the nine justices. And he'd get his way. And so the country was fundamentally altered, and the Democrats love it, the media love it, the tyrants love it, and that's how we came to the point where the government can control what kind of milk your kids drink in school. Chocolate? No, we say no. President Trump is next. I'll be right back. Well, it's a pleasure to have President Trump with us. How are you, sir? Very good, Mark. Very good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, President Trump, when you this 306-page report, mm-hmm. which vindicates everything you have said about what was taking place from the moment they undertook this phony investigation, there you are, an innocent man. You know you had nothing to do with Putin. You know you had nothing to do with Russia. You know you had nothing to do with the Steele dossier. And they keep pounding you and pounding you and pounding you on it. I mean, honestly, how did you feel? I mean, when you say, well, I'm an innocent man. What the hell's going on here? Well, you know, it's very strange because I started hearing it about Russia. and People would come up, young people, usually working for the campaign. Oh, sir, it's so nice to meet you. Sir, 
do you know anything about Russia? <laughs> in other words, there was this sort of thing going around, and they had started it actually a little before the uh, 16 campaign, but it really had a much bigger effect on the 2020 campaign because nobody heard about it before 16. They meant to get the dossier out before 16, and might have changed things. I don't know. I mean, they couldn't get it out. They, believe it or not, they couldn't get any of the fake news media to put it out. It took a little bit longer than they thought. And I had won. And so, therefore, when it came out by BuzzFeed, which is now, I think, out of business, I hope. Mm-hmm. They should be. But BuzzFeed came out with it in January. So that's quite a bit after the election. So it didn't matter there. But nobody thought it was going to go on for two and a half years. It was meant to be an excuse for her losing the campaign, Russia, Russia, right? So uh, that was an excuse for her losing something that a lot of people thought she was going to win. I didn't think so. Uh, And it really had an impact on the 2020 race, along with many other things. You know that better than anybody, frankly. And uh, it was very interesting. But these are very sick people. These are very bad people. You know, Mr. President, eight Pulitzer Prizes were handed out in 2018 related to this. Yep. To the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, Maggie Haberman and so forth. And, you know, people will say, well, are they going to return the Pulitzers? Doesn't this just show how completely and thoroughly corrupt and biased and activist the media are? Well, it is true. And uh, you'll be happy to know about six months ago, I sued the Pulitzer Foundation because I said you got the Russia story wrong. Frankly, guys like you and Sean, and I don't know what they do, Pulitzer or its equivalent, but... Uh, many, many people, uh, Greg Jarrett, and uh, if you look at Turley, if you, there's so many people, they could have gotten, although it's a little bit of a minority, but nevertheless, a lot of people, they should have gotten it. You should have gotten mm-hmm. it. You, a lot of people should have gotten it that got it right. But the people that got it all got it exactly the opposite, exactly wrong. And I sued the Pulitzer Foundation. I'm doing this more and more because it's also corrupt what's going on with the special persecutors. I call them special persecutors as opposed, you know, they have the term special counsel. Sounds so nice. And then I brought it special prosecutor, but it's really special persecutors. They're all, that's all election interference. It's all dishonest stuff. No different from the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax that was just revealed. But I sued the Pulitzer Foundation, Mark, and I, I think you'd like this as a lawyer, because I said, you gave Pulitzer Prizes, you have to take them back because it's just the opposite what happened. It's exactly the opposite. So the Washington Post, New York Times, and various others got them. And we're in major litigation, and I think we're doing very well. And frankly, this should end it because what happened today, I was so impressed by the quality of this report. It was mm-hmm. an amazing report done by Durham. And of course, now he's under attack. Uh, because that's the way the left and the Democrats are, one and the same in the media. And But look at this FBI, how corrupt it is, how rogue it is. And I'll say this, um, the idea that it, it's not fixed, the idea that they get a warrant and then send a SWAT team to your home when they can resolve these matters, yep. that wasn't a criminal matter. Or January yep. 6th, you're the one that offered 10,000 armed troops to protect the Capitol building that should have been enough there right. to call off the uh, to call off the prosecutors. But so they're still at it. They're said st- there's something about you they just can't stand the fact that number one you became president and number two it could happen again. Well, we're leading in every poll by a lot, and uh, as you know, uh, Ron has gone down big league. He has really gone down. He has uh, dropped like a rock, which is frankly nice because you know. 
I endorsed him and got him elected. He was going to lose by 30 points or more. I endorsed him, got elected, and then he says, yeah, I'd love to run against the president, you know. So uh, we'll see what happens, but he's uh, he's way down, and we're leading Biden by 11, and uh, I guess there was another poll came out, 7, and another one 11, and another one 9, so that's a lot, but you'd actually say, who would vote for him? Who would vote for him? But these are corrupt people. These are really uh, deranged people, and you have that with the special persecutors right now. You have people are going at the same kind of stuff, the same people. I mean, it's frankly, they're all friends. It's this group of people. They're all like friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a disgrace. It's a disgrace that they're allowed to do it. But now we, uh, we're we leading have... by big numbers, and hopefully yeah. we're going to be able to turn it around and we'll close up the border and we'll get the bad ones out. You know, we have people coming in from uh, mental institutions, from jails all over the world, not just the four countries that I talk about, including Mexico. I mean, we're talking about... All over the world, they're coming in from Congo. They're coming in from uh, uh, Haiti is emptying out into our country. Uh, Many, many countries are uh, literally sending their prisoners. Their people from mental institutions are sending them into their dumping ground, which is the United States of America. And people are not going to stand for it. They're just not going to stand for it. We'll get it turned around fast. Isn't it amazing? You got 20, 20 shell companies. The communist Chinese are pouring tens of millions of dollars into the Biden bank accounts through these shell companies, which are intended to conceal everything. Yeah. And 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 the attorney general of the United States won't even appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden. Isn't that appalling? Mm. Well, the numbers, uh, you know, Jamie is doing an amazing job. Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan are doing an amazing job in their committees. But. Uh, you look at the numbers, they're shocking. And not only it's just not China, it's many countries. It's countries that a lot of people have never even heard about. It's it's just incredible what's going on. And you don't read about it in the mainstream media. You know, it's hard to have a scandal when you don't read about it, right? And mm-hmm. you look at the New York Times, they don't write anything about it. They don't talk about it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Nobody's ever seen. You know, I'm very, I put out something today. I'm very honored by the fact that I think more than anybody ever, I've exposed the corruptness of the press. I've exposed the fake news for really what it is. And a lot of the fake news isn't the stories they put out. It's the stories they don't put out. Like they'll have something like this, which is really the crime of the century. And they won't write anything about it. And they're all in lockstep. Mm-hmm. And that's just as bad as putting out phony stories. But the phony stories, if they have something on you, just a little tiny bit, and they make it into the biggest thing. But it's really what they don't say that's worse. And they don't report any of the things that you just said, actually. You know, Mr. President, your taxes, your finances, your family, your uh, every aspect of your life has been examined by the Democrats, has been examined by the media, has been examined by prosecutors. I don't think anybody else could possibly come out as clean as you have. They have yeah. literally nothing on you. Zero. So, so I I, this is my question. This is yes, my question. Ahead, when you're with Melania at dinner or something like that, do you ever say to each other, I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know when this is going to end. I mean, they've looked and they've looked. There's nothing there. I tell them there's nothing there, but they just don't stop. Yeah. 
They don't stop. No, and they continue onward, and it's uh, worse and worse, and it's more and more pathetic, actually. The good thing about all of this exposure of corruptness is that it takes away their credibility for, you know, what they want to do. These are, are people that don't want voter ID. These are people that want open borders. Uh, they, they, they're just people that want to destroy our country. Who could want open borders, as an example? But uh, a friend of mine said, who's a very successful man, he said, you are the only man I know that could go through this kind of an examination. I mean, my tax returns, you heard about them for years. Finally, they were given over. They shouldn't have to be, by the way. I thought it was a terrible ruling by the courts, but that's okay. They were given over. That was the end of what you heard. But no man has ever, no person has ever gone through what I've gone through. And they have nothing. And friends of mine that are very successful said, if they did that to me, within 10 minutes, they would have found more stuff. They can't mm-hmm. even believe it. Because I, you know, I run a straight ship. I run an honest ship. And if I didn't, I would have been out of there a long time ago because there's never been anybody that's been invested. I don't believe anybody ever in history that's been investigated and turned inside out and backwards more than I have, Mark. And you know no. that, I think, almost better than anybody. So 100 percent. You've been investigated by the intelligence agencies. You've been investigated by the IRS. You've been investigated by the FBI, the Department of Justice. You've been investigated by U.S. attorneys. It's really... Absolutely disgusting and sickening. And by the way, President Trump is a great book out there. Letters to Trump. You can go to 45books.com. Let's put that up there, Mr. Producer. 45books.com or Amazon.com. It's a fantastic book. You know, uh, Mr. President, you want to run. You want to get reelected despite all the the slings and arrows. Why is that? What do you want to do again? So we did a tremendous job. We had the greatest economy ever. We cut taxes more than anybody, even including Ronald Reagan. He gave the big tax cut. We gave a much bigger tax cut. Uh, we, biggest regulation cuts in history, rebuilt the military, knocked out 100% of ISIS. You know, they say the war stuff, but we knocked out ISIS. Russia would have never happened with Ukraine. Uh, by the way, China would have never happened with Taiwan. And, you know, it could very well happen fairly soon. And all of the things I did... We had the greatest economy. We had no inflation. We had the most incredible time we've ever had. And I want to do it again. I want to make America great again. It's a phrase. I want to make America great again. We put America first. Uh, We were energy independent, and now we're paying a fortune for energy. We were totally energy independent. We had gasoline down to $1.86 a gallon. Think of it. And now they want to get rid of uh, those cars, and they want to go to all electric that travel for an hour and a half before you have to start finding a charger the whole thing is just crazy now today i heard they want to get rid of washing machines and air conditioners yep because they don't have any electric they want to go to all electric but they don't have a any electric and california's all brownouts and blackouts but they want to go to all electric cars uh, these people are crazy and i really believe i never used to say this but they must want they're not stupid people because anybody that can cheat like that on elections can't be stupid Mm-hmm. But they really want to destroy our country, and we're not going to let that happen. So we're going to make America great again, and that's why I'm doing this. Do you think you'll have the lawyers in place this time and the infrastructure in place and so forth to really duke it out on Election Day? Yeah, I do. I think we will. We're working on that very hard. Uh, they use COVID to cheat. Mail-in ballots by the millions, millions and millions of mail-in ballots. And despite that, I got 75 million votes, more than any 
candidate had ever gotten, any sitting president had ever gotten. I was told if I got the same as I got the first time, which was 63 million votes, that you couldn't lose. I got 75 million votes plus, I mean, plus, I think, many beyond that. And uh, they called the election a different way. I won't get into it, but they called the election a but different way. But you think way. You, you're going to be prepared this time? Yeah, folks. I do think so. We we have to be prepared. We have no choice. If we don't win, our country, I really believe our country is going to be finished. I don't believe yep. it's going to survive. I agree. I agree 100%. So um, was there anything else you wanted to mention? I just love talking to you. I can't help it. Well, I love talking to you, too. And I can't most, help I have to say for your, for your listeners and your viewers, by the way, you have the number one show on Sunday, and you have the number one show on the weekend, and I love doing it. And we did it on the book, and the book became my book. Uh, Letters became the number one book in the last long time. It's been it's done great ever book. since we won a new show. I don't know if you know the power of that show, but if you get on that show and you have a book, your book is going to do very well. But you, you're a special man. And I say this well, to your listeners because you really are a special man, an amazing man. Well, you're very, very kind, likewise. And uh, my best to your wife and your family. And God bless you, sir. Well, thank you, Mark. Keep up the good work. And we will right. indeed make America great again. We're going to do it, Mark. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care of yourself. The book is Letters to Trump, 45books.com. You're going to love this book. You're going to love this book. I have it right here in front of me. It's just fascinating. All these letters that were written to him and his responses throughout the years. And you know all the people that would write him every walk of life. Not just politicians and world leaders. Sports figures. Entertainers. Leftists. So forth. And uh, what they said. In some cases it's actually kind of funny. Letters to Trump. 45books.com. 45books.com. And, or you can go to Amazon.com either way. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what a boring interview is? A boring interview is to ask the same questions everybody else does. So I could pretend I'm one of these reprobates on CNN and say, all kinds of things to the president that you already know. So their goal isn't to elicit information. Their goal is to make a point. So every year when they go to these events, everybody can say, boy, that Caitlin was unbelievable. Or that Jim, he really, you know, because they all want to be Woodward and Bernstein, who are two uh, morons, who are fed an awful lot of information. Again, from deputy director of the FBI wanted to take out Nixon. That's not how I do it. You heard my interview with Josh Hawley. You heard my interview with President Trump, who I absolutely enjoy talking to. And you've heard my interviews with Ron DeSantis, who I absolutely enjoy talking to. <clears throat> Excuse me. As well as others. And some of the others won't come on. You know, the, uh, the New Jersey Hindenburg, he won't come on. The uh, sugar high uh, daddy's boy there in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Which one? Osununa's people didn't reply? No. He only does kiss-ass interviews. Larry Hogan? Larry Hogan is in the dustbin of history. There will never even be a footnote of a footnote of a footnote of a footnote of him. His father 
was actually a courageous congressman out of Maryland who represented, uh, I think it was Prince George's County at the time. Um, but, uh, but not Larry. Larry's a sellout. And there's Asa Hutchison, who shows up here and there, and all he does is show up and attack Trump. That's it. The American people have had enough of this. They know who the enemy, the enemy is. They know what we need to do. It's just a matter of selling on the right candidate. But we're not gonna we're not gonna support or participate in or any way encourage the Benedict Arnolds out there. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Because the country's at stake. And you heard President Trump, he's hundred percent correct. If we lose this election, he's afraid it's over. So am I. I've said that. How are we gonna dig out of eight years of this? Eight years of an open border. Eight years of equity. Eight years of destroying women's sports. Eight years of brainwashing our children. We're not going to dig out of it. That's how crucial this is. Now, some generations step up and protect their families and protect their country, and they save it. And all we're asking people to do is to organize and vote and to push back. And to push back. And by the way, while all this is happening internally, the unraveling of the American experiment by the Marxist left. Our enemies abroad are going to attack. They're not stupid. Communist China doesn't want to attack Donald Trump's president or DeSantis or anybody else. But yes, I do like talking to President Trump. He's, uh, he's a blast. He's also incredibly intelligent. If you let him speak... We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters in Ukraine and, and Taiwan, and all of you folks. None of this is possible without you. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>